Welcome to the Pacific Keep Church Podcast. We believe everyone has a place in God's story. On this podcast, you will hear sermons, interviews, and other content from our pastors and community leaders at our church in Spokane, Washington. If you are blessed by this podcast and want to learn more about us, you can visit us on our website at pacifickeep.com. Additionally, if you want to support our work financially, you can give at pacifickeep.com forward slash give. Without further ado, here is this week's content. I got one message for you today, everybody. So this is, this is the sermon, right? This is the devotional today. It's not really a sermon. And it's simply this. God loves you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you. Kids, kids, turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you. Okay, if you believe that message, please raise your hand. If you believe that message, God loves you. Now, we hear it all the time, everywhere we go, right? Jesus loves me. God loves me. Here's how we know. I have proof right here. 1 John 4, 9. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent. Say sent. Kids, say sent. Who can say it the loudest? Sent. Woo! God sent his son, his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he lived, loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Church, think about the most important things in your life. The most important things in your life. Weddings, graduations, baby showers, even funerals. Those are important too. What happens at those events? You show up. You send yourself you don't send yourself to your friend's graduations to say congratulations. You show up not because you love sitting through three hours worth of names you don't know being called, but because you love your friends, because you want to be there when that moment of graduation happens. When we love someone, we show up. The biggest proof of love is showing up. That is the biggest thing that we can do. This is why even in the past couple of years with all the pandemic stuff going on, even during, you know, the Zoom weddings. How many of you have seen those Zoom weddings, right? You call in on the Zoom, right? Everybody is Zooming in. All the guests are Zooming in. Guess who is not Zooming in? The bride and groom, <laughs> for the most part, right? I mean, they, they're the ones that are like, we'll take a risk and die, but everybody else can Zoom in, but we'll be in the room. <laughs> we'll be together. Why? Love. You don't send a postcard for important things. And this is what we celebrate during Christmas. We celebrate the fact that God thought it was important enough that he loved us so much that he showed us so much respect, so much love, so much admiration that he didn't send a messenger. He showed up himself. And the kids, thank you so much for singing with us, for being with us, for sharing your loud voices with us. It reminds us that this world is much more full when we have many voices. And when the choir sings, when we get to heaven, it's going to be raucous and it's going to be loud and it's going to be in many languages. We're going to hear the celebration that is God because he sent his son. We know all this Christmas story, right? Matthew 1, we read these words. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been bethroned to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, 
For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. The most important words in this whole story, the, the most important phrase, the way I see it, is this phrase, took place. All right, say, took place. Took place. It happened. God's love was not a theoretical statement in heaven, not a theoretical idea, but it took place. Do you know why I know that my wife loves me? Because she showed up on our wedding day. <laughs> it took place. You know how I know that my friends love me on my birthday? Because they send me gifts and messages. messages. It takes place. And here's the reality. The love of Christ took place. It happened. But there are many more things because of God's love that are to take place in our life. And here's the question I have for you before we go and eat and celebrate. What good things need to take place in your life in the future because of what God did in the past? What good works, what good actions, what Holy Spirit-inspired life are you to live? What should be taking place in your future because of what took place in the past? Because of Christmas, how does that alter your future? What should take place? And if we were to read the scriptures, what should take place is the same love that we received from Christ. We are to bind ourselves to it. We are to be part of Jesus, that is to be our foundation, and we are to move into the world and share the same love that he shared with us. It took place in order for it to take place in the future through the body of Christ, through you. So don't sit there and think just this job is for the preachers, the counselors, or the house church leaders. This job is for you. And it's not a job, it's a lifestyle. And this is what we read, continuing reading in John 9, 11, says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to what? Love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So number one, it took place. Number two, we are to follow in the way of Jesus. We are to be like Jesus and love one another. And here's the caveat as we wrap up. What kind of love are we to portray and what kind of love are we to live? It's a love that surpasses the love of this world. See, the love of this world goes like this. I love you because you love me, and I will be there for you because I can get something from you. The love of God is like this. Not that we loved God first, but he loved us, right? In another scripture, it says, he loved us while we were still sinners. Church, in a broken world where sin reigns, conflict, pandemic, politics, the economy, the world is separated by all of these things. Instead of playing part in that game, instead of just turning on your favorite news channel and then saying, I'm against these people or that people, we are to lead with love and say, I love those people, not because necessarily they love me, but because God loved me first when I didn't deserve it. It is in that kind of world, if we live like that, it becomes the antidote to the corruption and the sin that we see in the world and more hope, joy, peace, and love is evident, not just in our lives, but in the lives of others. I'll wrap up with this story. I was preparing my daughter for bed this week, and kids, they have a good sense of the world, right? 
they know when something is not fair or unjust. And I was giving her a bath, and I just said, hey, Grace, what's your favorite meat? And she's like, Daddy, I love chicken. I said, really? Why? Tell me more. And she kind of described the flavor and why she likes it. And then I kind of broke her heart. I said, did you know that we have to slaughter chickens to eat chicken? I know, it's five years old, it's torture, but I'm Slavic. We do that to our children. And she looks at me, and she goes, hmm. And after thinking about it for a while, and after a pause, she says, Daddy, I hate that sin entered this world. <laughs> Deep thunker. And then she thought about it for a second, and then she followed up with a question. So when we get to heaven, all the chickens that we ate, will they be up there? And I said, I, I, I'm not really sure what's going to be up there. And then she followed up with another question. She said, does that mean we're only going to eat vegetables in heaven? I said, I don't know, probably, but I'm sure some of it will taste like roast beef. And then she said, even broccoli? And I said, no, broccoli is reserved for hell. <laughs> it's the only vegetable not making it to heaven. I know. Thank you. Whew. All right, let's not get an argument about vegetables on Christmas. <laughs> my point is this. Even my five-year-old understands that something's amiss in this world, right? Even they understand. And we understand that the only way to fight against that is not through, like, warfare or weaponry or the ways of the world, but it is to do it through this, 2 Corinthians 5.14. For the love of Christ controls us. Here's the question. Does the love of Christ control you or other things control us? Is it desires for money or fame or for good things or for getting that thing that I wanted? Or is it the love of Christ that controls us? And my prayer today during Christmas is that we take hold of the love of God. The fact that he sent his son and showed up and we say, you know what? We're going to do this upcoming year as a church. We're going to show up. We're going to show up. We're going to love those who love us, but we're also going to love those who don't love us. For as Jesus said, if you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? But love your enemies and do good and lend. Expect nothing in return and your reward will be great. And you will be the sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful even as your Father is merciful. Church, as we celebrate this Christmas, as we celebrate the love of God, Let's be reminded that it's been given to us not to hold and hoard, but to share. And the only way we can do that is if we're connected with Jesus, because that type of love without his Holy Spirit, we are unable to do. So let's grab onto Jesus to be like Jesus and to give him the gift of Christmas, give it back to him, which is we're going to follow you and you will be Lord in our life. Amen. Let's pray. As we pray, the kids are going to be slowly coming up back on stage. And we're going to be singing Silent Night to wrap up service. And as we think about that night, let's think about this question. How does that night change how we live in our present? So I'd ask you to just stand with us as we wrap up service and pray. And right now, the deacons are going to pass around some candles and light them. So hold on to those. And we're going to be doing candlelight singing Silent Night. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this love, this love that was not based on our performance, our record, but based on your love for us. Jesus, we thank you that the night you were born was not peaceful. There was a lot going on in the world, but you still were born. You still showed up in order that we could have peace, that we could have reconciliation, 
that you atone for our sins. Lord, as we receive this love that we did not earn, let us be generous with it. Let us pray first for those who we don't see eye to eye with. We pray that the love of Christ controls us, that it drives us. We humble ourselves today and we thank you, God, for your love. We thank you for your example. We thank you for this church, for all the spiritual elders that we have examples that we can emulate in people amongst us here. We thank you for these multiple generations gathered. Let this Christmas be not just another traditional event where we do the normal things, but a time of turning around, turning back to you. Be glorified on everything, Jesus. We praise you. We glorify you. We also pray for the food that we're going to receive tonight after service. Bless the food and the hands that prepared it. Help us receive our time of fellowship downstairs with gratitude and joy. Pray all of this in the name of the Father, name of the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Pacific Keep Church podcast. If you've been blessed by our ministry, you can learn more, follow along, or give at pacifickeep.com. Go with grace and peace.